0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Anyway, Tom Murphy joining us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He's had a busy week talking baseball, and he's going to talk a little more with us right now. Tom, we are coming to you from the sports book at Oaklawn, and the Arkansas-Auburn game today has not hit the board just yet, but we're keeping an eye out for it. We have a couple of others on there and did watch, boy, uh, it was a thriller last night, Kentucky working extra innings to get a win over... Tennessee on that stupid turf field they have over in Lexington. Welcome.
0: Hey, man. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, uh, yeah, Auburn's uh, pitcher Mullins is not available. He's their normal Friday or first week weekend starter. He's got a, a forearm issue. And so you know, Butch Thompson talking on the uh, This Week in Auburn baseball podcast earlier this week. He he and both their closer, Burkhalter, are kind of going to be game to game. So it seems Mullins is out with a forearm. Burkhalter's got a hamstring. And they want those guys to be healthy. So even even though this is a super huge series for Auburn, um, they might be out two of their top pitchers. So, you know, maybe maybe it's a good break Arkansas needed for this series.
1: Wes made a great point earlier, and, uh, I mean, it, it stood out because he doesn't do it very often, but uh, Arkansas's, RPI, <laughs> kidding. Arkansas's RPI is not particularly strong comparatively to their national ranking and record. Uh, and Wes was pointing out how important these last few series are, even though they feel like maybe a little bit of gravy on top of a good meat and potato season for Arkansas.
0: Totally agree. This is a big poser for the NCAA selection committee for baseball because um, how much weight do they put on the RPI? This is the flip side to Arkansas playing all these in-state schools with all their midweek games is there's not a lot of high RPI teams involved in that. Um, And then, you know, they they open the year with teams like Southeastern Louisiana and UIC, (coughs) excuse me, and they didn't win all those games. So even though they have a decent SEC record and the national people like them and they're Rank number three, which you know will probably drop if they lose even one game against Auburn. Um, the 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 hosting of a super regional. It, I think they're probably in really good shape for hosting a regional, but the super regional part is what, it, what concerns you because of that RPI rating. So if they finish five four six and three, win the West, I think they'll be okay. But man, if they if they finish four and five and say tie for the West. I would be concerned about the super regional hosting responsibility.
2: Yeah, I think this weekend is huge against Auburn. Uh, Auburn's got a good RPI. You, you take two out of three. You're, you're taking care of the West right there. And, and then Vanderbilt the next week. They've got a good RPI too. So you got a chance in these next six games uh, by taking two out of three, winning the series, improving your RPI, uh, getting a boost. But that, it was surprising when I saw that where their RPI was because we've been so focused on the rankings this season that, you know, we thought they're in control. They're, everything's just fine. They're going to be just fine. But – man, they, if they slip up and don't win these last two series and don't win the West, I mean, there is a chance, not only would they not host the super or, you know, be a top eight seat, that they could be on the outside looking in for a regional if they finish second or third in the West.
0: Right, and that would take that would take a pretty good uh, fall off. I mean, A&M's schedule is favorable. I think, I was looking it up, I think they might have Vandy and then the two Mississippi schools to close out. So, you know, the two teams in the West that have struggled, they finish up with, and they're playing good ball. I mean, when they played the Razorbacks, they were playing good ball. Um, if Arkansas had managed to finish that comeback with runners on second and third and no outs um, and close out and win that game and win that series, then it may be a little bit of a different boat. But, yeah, the, the RPI opportunities are available for them. The next two weekends will be big. And because I've seen some statistics on teams that are outside like the top twenty-five when it comes to getting hosting duties, and they're not great. So Arkansas needs to improve that. And um, although this is for certain, when Arkansas hosts regionals and super regionals, they, they look really good on TV, and they draw a lot of fans, and the NCAA, you know, that's that could be something that gives Arkansas benefit of a doubt if it's a, if it's a tough decision.
2: Tom Murphy with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehawksports.com. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, uh how, how much longer do you think they give Wiggins a shot uh, if he has another bad outing? Do you think that they, they, they're going to ride with him, or uh, do you think there's a time where they might might make a change?
0: Well, um, I think they could if he has a couple of more outings or maybe even one more outing of, like, can't get out of the first inning like he did against A&M or a couple of games where he can't make it three or four innings and gives up the runs. I mean, he's got to be able to locate his secondary pitches which is the same issue that, that got to him last year. Um, but the question then would be, who do you put in the starting rotation? Do you put Cole Ramage in? He's pitching a little bit better, but he gave up a run against UCA. Um, do, does, you're, you're lengthening uh, Tiger, but do you need him so badly at the back of the, uh, of the bullpen that he's more valuable to you as a closer? And I think the answer to that now is probably yes. You keep him as closer, but I think starting next year he's got a good chance to be in the rotation. And maybe a guy like um, you know Zebulon Vermillion or, or Ramage would be a guy who, who could, you could put in the starting role. And then the question becomes, you know, is Wiggins a setup guy and where do you use him? So these are all the things, uh, calculations that I'm sure Dave Van Horn and Matt Hobbs have been, have been going through the last week or two. If we make a move, what happens at that point?
2: I'm not messing with Tiger. I mean, Tigers. He can help you two out of three games on the weekend. Uh, he, he's he's shown now that he can handle pressure situations. I love what he did against Ole Miss last weekend. Uh, even against Mississippi State earlier, uh, he's just proven it over and over that he can close out a game for you. You do not mess with that. That's the worst thing that can happen in baseball to me is you lose a ninth inning lead late or eighth inning. You know, you've you been in control the whole game and then blow it. It's just demoralizing. You don't mess with that right now. So, I, and, I, and I've said that, too. Who do you turn to if you take Wiggins out? Uh, I mean, maybe a Morris. To, do you have enough faith in, in McIntyre to give them that? And, and right now, I, I don't think they do. It's a, you know, it's a staff. I think they're going to ride with Wiggins unless it just uh, gets worse and worse. Look, I think he's got good stuff. It's just it's been uh, to me a couple times unlucky. Uh, you know, we had, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago. Bubba Bubba pointed out he looked it looked like a strike three. Throw him out. Runner trying to steal second. Double play. Get you out of the inning. And in the and the umpire calls the ball. And then all of a sudden they said yeah. two outs you know, you know, there's runners on first and second. Last week a couple of hits the other way, you know, they were just kind of slapping it to right field, and that, you know, they got him out of the game. So I, I think I think they're gonna ride Wiggins uh a little bit longer. I, I
0: think that would be the preferable option and when you talk about heartbreak when you fall apart in the ninth. How about the Phillies last night giving up seven runs to the Mets in the uh ninth inning? Mm. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think moving Brady t- Tiger uh, is, is the option. So if, if Wiggins eventually comes out of the rotation, I think he'll stay there and they'll, they'll come up with some other um, alternative plan.
2: All right, what about in the field? Uh, we've had an injury, you know, at first base, and Slavens has gone back to first. You, you think uh, Stovall, is he? Is there a chance he's back this weekend, or do you think uh, Van Horn kind of sticks with that same lineup and, and Kendall Diggs in there as a DH?
0: Yeah, I, I think Kendall Diggs has earned himself more uh, critical at bats as we go down the stretch here. Um, Stovall was starting to hit a little bit better, you know, before he hurt his hand. So, um these are tough questions. And, man, guys, I documented it. Last 10 games. So, this goes back to, I think, the second game of the Arkansas State Midweek Series. The last 10 games, you got Braden Webb hitting 333. You got Chris Lanzilli hitting over 300. And, by gosh, Chris Lanzilli has been the most consistent hitter. It's just been a little over 300 almost all year. But those are your only two guys, and then Kendall Biggs and minimal at bat, four of nine in the last ten games. Those three guys are your only guys who are being really productive. You got guys like um, like Caden Wallace and Battle that are hitting like in the two thirties. Slavens is down like around two twenty in the last ten games. And when you when you think about winning a weekend series, if you got a, if you got like four guys who are kind of hot that weekend. They go five for 12, five for 11, something like that. You're going to win the series. And if you got five guys who are doing it, you got a really good chance to sweep. But they've been going a couple of weeks now with only a couple of guys hot in series. And, you know, they don't have the lineup set yet. I mean, Braden Webb was tried at leadoff, and that didn't work the way they wanted, you know, after the Stovall experiment and then Caden Wallace. so Now Wallace is back in leadoff. And he's in a pretty extended, you know, lull. And so you start to worry. You not only have the situational hitting problem, just like moving runners over, advancing guys with an out, scoring guys from third base, uh, you know, with no outs or one out. But then you've got kind of extended, deeper slumps for certain people. You know, Michael Turner, he's been a really good acquisition for them at catcher. But uh, his hitting is around 250 in the last two games. So, they just got to get two or three guys heated up, get locked in, and, and I like their chances. But uh, there's enough question marks about this team you know, that you do worry what will happen to them in yeah. the postseason.
1: You know, Tom Murphy's joining us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Hog Sports on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, Wes, the RPI thing, you kind of got me hung up on this now. Arkansas is eighth in the SEC. In RPI. In RPI. Yep. I mean, yep. it's, uh, there's definitely some work to be done. I kind of felt like, all right, we'll just uh, hang around, you know, win two out of this, these last three series, and it's an automatic and looks like anything but, yeah. And the thing is, it's crazy, Tom, is we have so much faith in coach. We know this is a good roster. We know it's a good rotation. And you keep waiting for him to put it together. I'm like, well, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. There's three series left. I mean, you're running out of time to figure it out. So I'm really, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at some point, you are who you are. And I'm just wondering if this is a team that's ever going to, you know, if they're going to be any different. Or maybe, you know, again, you're talking about a month from now, right, when you're in the regionals. So maybe you can figure out a way to peak between now and then. I don't know. It's a a weird situation. Yeah.
0: I I know exactly what you're saying, Justin. And the the you are who you are. A team that's hitting around 270-something is kind of where they've settled in at, which is not like recent teams. Um, And then, like, the clutch hitting part. It's been hit and miss, but a lot of miss. And so um, I don't know if you can flip a switch and things will suddenly get better. But as I was mentioning a moment ago, if you get Slavins and Robert Moore and like two other guys that get hot for a couple of weekends, you look like a different team. And I I really, it's, it's, it's the sack flies. It's the guys on third base make contact instead of striking out. If they can marginally improve in those areas, they're going to give themselves so much of a better chance.
2: So many times in baseball and we've seen it over the years with teams that make this run to Oakland or
1: to uh, Omaha that you you One track mine was <laughs> I love horse racing. I love horse racing. Uh screw you San Diego. Anyway, no, carry we got on.
2: like 19 minutes in the next race. I'm focused in on this baseball team.
1: Um all it takes is like
2: one big play you know one big hit and it just the team feeds off of that and then they just rattle it off you know and then they become unstoppable i i really thought that's what happened with kendall diggs i thought when kendall diggs hit that home run on saturday this was going to be a different team they were going to start winning and you know getting those clutch hits uh and just that was going to be the game we circled and said that's when it all changed but then Tuesday night happened. You know, it looked like like a good theory after winning again on Sunday. I don't know, Tom. I mean, could that still be the hit that changes the season and Tuesday was just a blip on the radar that, you know, a little let down after such a big series?
0: I don't know. That's a great question, Wes. I mean, they had a battle on their hands to win the Ole Miss game on Sunday. Um, you know, two two-run home runs. Every run they scored against Ole Miss came on a home run. And then to watch them, I was there at the game Tuesday against Missouri State, and this left-hander, you know, good-looking kid. Uh, he's had Tommy John, and he's a, he's a highly valued uh, prospect coming out, just seemed to have it together. And his shoulder wasn't feeling the best, but he <laughs> fell to a home run and a single through five innings and just saw so many guys chasing out of the zone and stuff like that. I mean, the discipline has to be there if they're going to get this thing turned around. When pitchers know – They can get you to chase sliders that break out of the zone and fastballs that are high and all that kind of stuff. Um, It just seemed to be a team-wide deal on Tuesday. So,
1: um,
0: I don't know. I'm I'm like you guys. that that Dave Van Horn has been through this so many times and seen they've turned it around so many times that uh, you just think there's going to be a good ending. And if if they win the West, I I think they're going to wind up being a host for both rounds. I agree. So, we'll see. And then – I will tell you this, a quick shout-out to that softball team. I think of all the championships, of all the building that's been going on here the last few years, I think the softball has been the most amazing because of what Courtney Dysol inherited and how quickly she's got it turned. And, you know, last year they, they faced uh, a Pac-12 team that, you know, had maybe underachieved a little bit during the regular season but in Arizona. They were still a great team, um, and you were <laughs> – about them getting paired up with a Pac-12 team, maybe for a super regional. But I think of all the years, this this might be the one where they can get that team to, to Oklahoma City for the for the WCWS.
2: Tom, it would almost be like if this Razorback basketball team that Eric Musselman inherited was like a, the worst in the SEC. You know, atrocious that kind of a dramatic. Yeah. That's how dramatic this turnaround. They were one of the worst teams in the SEC and now they're going to regional super regionals and they're just waiting to punch their ticket to Oklahoma City. That's how dramatic this has been to try to put it in perspective. It's it, it is absolutely incredible what coach Dyfel's done.
0: Exactly. I think they had a one win or maybe a two win in conference team a year or two before Courtney got maybe the year before one or two wins in conference play. Look I covered Alabama when they were when, under Patrick Murphy when they were building up and, and eventually won the national championship. And I saw what that was like and, I, and how good that program is and how good Florida and LSU and Auburn have been in softball. And for Arkansas to be going toe-to-toe with those, having the pitching, having the hitting, to deal with all. The, the, the recruiting SEC softball is very much on par with all these other sports with the SEC dominating. Although there are other conferences like the Pac-12 and like Oklahoma and the Big the Big 12 that have a really good softball team, the SEC is still way out there. And for Arkansas to be on top of this league um, speaks volumes to Courtney Dye and her staff.
1: Agreed. Tom, we appreciate you, buddy. Sorry I'm getting uh, – visiting with some, uh, some listeners. So appreciate you uh, tuning – or uh, joining us today, rather, so we can – Uh, try to stay focused for at least, you know, 10 minutes at a time. we got Churchill going, Oakland's getting ready. We're over here watching Nancy and Vic make their picks. we got all kinds of screens happening. This is bad for an ADD crew to be in the sports book on a day trying to do the show. So it's a great place to be on like a Saturday when you're not working, but very distracting today. We're trying to be pretty in pink and have a good time and uh, supporting all the ladies today with the Oaks. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you, my man. Have a great weekend. You bet you
0: enjoy it. Everyone everyone have a great weekend. See you.